This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Cast. It is a slightly warmer than it normally is uh, Sunday morning where we're joining you here. And unfortunately, that means we are without Mr. Ben Barrett, who is in a studio somewhere in Leeds doing his job. But I am, however, joined by a man who did attend Yeovil Town's penalty shootout. Whoa, third round FA trophy tie. I think I've correctly uh, pronounced that. Uh, Mr. Ian Perkins. Hello. Good morning, Ian. Good morning. It was touch and go whether I was going to get there. Yes. Um, the wife, the wife had stock take, and it's always yep. a bit of a grey area when she's going to finish. So I and know how much stock she's got. Huh? Yeah, I had no expectation to be at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, about two o'clock, she's like, "I'm coming home." <laughs> so, that, did, did, did she sing it? Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm coming home. Yeah. So we got, yeah, got in the door about quarter past. Um, quick conversation about you know can i go to football yeah and uh yeah it's fine um and yeah managed to get to the game just yeah just before kickoff and had a thoroughly enjoyable afternoon watching a nil nil between two lower end national league clubs which was cruelly ended with a penalty shootout i sense a little bit of sarcasm in some of that but we will uh in the words of, i'm going to try and use as many benisms as i can here so okay. i'm going to say we'll, we'll try to unpack that let's try to unpack that as we go along <laughs> i got to, i got to see gary johnson though that was nice yeah 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 i'm guessing <laughs> that it did, did was their game postponed did they uh i don't know but i just assumed he was watching us before the week the, the uh, double yeah, header the, yeah yeah, you'd assume um, that if Torquay were playing, he'd be there, though, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, as yeah. the manager of Torquay, you'd have thought so. Yeah, <laughs> thought so. But uh, and what did he have to say for himself before we go into uh, anything no, just, he might have said about the game? <laughs> no, I just said it was nice, nice to, nice to see me after oh. you know, seeing him at the Legends game and yeah, all that. Um, thoroughly, yeah, thoroughly nice man. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Did you, did you say to him that coming New Year's Day you're going to be giving him pelters? Uh, from <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Um, I I did. Uh, I did think that he probably wasn't going to have much to worry about based on what he 
voice or no. <laughs> but looking at the former Torquay United this season, that equally could be uh, he could he probably got enough of his own problems. I thought. Yeah, so. a big big couple of games those are, aren't they, for both teams? They are, they are, and we'll come on to that because uh, this is uh, our last podcast. I'm looking because this is a part question, part <laughs> uh, statement. This is our last podcast before Christmas. I think it will be, yeah. Because I don't think any of us are going to get permission to record on a Christmas Day night, are we? <laughs> no. I anyone will care. And I think, yeah, I'm out Thursday and let's just yeah. have a bit of a, <laughs> yeah. a switch off, shall we? We'll have, a, we'll have a switch off, but maybe we'll come back after Boxing Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that one. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. Yeah. Anyway, there was a game of football. There but, was. Um, it sounds like there was probably 45 minutes of football um, <laughs> that were probably worth uh, worth talking about. But to, to, to start with, uh, looking at the, the lineup, so we had uh, Morgan Williams back. We had Jamie Record back, having missed the, um, the Scunthorpe thriller uh, the week before. And we had Jordan Maguire-Drew, who was, who's joined in. Now, they all set up in a I've listened to in the commentary with Sheridan and, and Sam because you stood them up. Uh, so Sam had to fill in by the looks of it. <laughs> it's a good job there's someone that was w- w- willing to, c- to come in at the last minute. And but um, they sounded like they set up in a slightly different formation. Jory Johnson. Yeah, so wing? yeah, it was, it was back to certainly how I saw it, it was back to a four two four two three one. How we were playing before. Um, Probably the Notts County game, wasn't it? Up until Notts County when we went to a back five. Um, so, yeah, Williams yeah. at full back, Bevan and Hunt in the middle with uh, record in the usual position, Staunton and Andrews, a midfield pair. And, yeah, Jory Johnson was left wing with right. um, Matt Worthington in behind Alex Fisher and Jordan Maguire. I keep wanting to call him Harry Maguire, Drew. Jordan I want Mag- to call him James Maguire, Drew. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's got one of those names, yeah. Yeah, and Jordan Maguire drew that sort of on the right wing, but very much an inside forward coming in with his, you know, in onto his left foot, his third foot. Yeah. But the first half was very little event. happened. I think I wrote three paragraphs. Yeah. For the and first one, uh, uh, reading the, the match report, and I'm doing the, the air quotes here, folks, but um, yeah, the, the match report that you sent in, I think it was mostly what you've three- written. <laughs> no, I, I think I think the match. Uh, I think the the comments on the game were Max Hunt put a header. Max Hunt put a header over the bar, and Owen Bevan went off injured, and uh, a couple of people <laughs> had to come on Oliver and a change of formation. That yeah. was it, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, the first half. Yeah, very little happened. There was a lot. There was you know bits of possession just passing it around, but Dorking never threatened our defence because we're pretty good defensively, and yeah. um, we. <sighs> We had a couple of crosses. There were a couple of moments. I think it was where I think it was a Johnson or record down the left where they got crosses in, and it was almost like they'd broken too quickly, and we were crying out for someone to be in the box. Right, and there was no one. Yeah, Fisher, Worthington, no one inside that eighteen-yard box to get on the end of anything. Yeah, and Maguire Drew, he's obviously joined. Well, he was he was on the video, wasn't he, on Friday evening? So yep. presumably he joined well Thursday or Friday. So he's not had a a huge amount of time to. Uh, get to know his teammates, but what we reckon he's been down a bit longer. I reckon if he's not been playing at Grimsby, it wouldn't surprise. And the manager seemed pretty confident on Thursday afternoon that he'd have him, didn't he? So I do wonder if he'd been with us maybe a couple of days, maybe in the week. Yeah. 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 But equally he hasn't played much and played since the end of October. Did, did he look, uh, did he look a bit rusty or sparkling or, (laughs) You answered that before I, I offered you sparkling. Spark, yeah. No, I thought he, he looked like a player who's not played a lot of football. I mean, great on set pieces, good delivery. It seemed like our deliveries were getting into areas where you're just crying out for someone to get on the end of it, which hasn't necessarily been the case. They've always been a little bit more hopeful than anything else rather than with purpose. But I think in open play, a couple of loose touches, never really got a lot of the ball to to do much, really. I think... Just, yeah, that new player lacking a bit of fitness, not got those relationships with his teammates just yet. Mm. Um, there's, I think there's something there. I think there's an, he's not, again, it's a player who's not like any of our other players, I think. Yeah. Um, he's not a proper winger. He, he's a bit, I mean, in the same way that 
we played Anthony Giorgio on the left and he very much tucked inside. I think and I think he's going to be that type of um, player that wants, you know, is more comfortable coming inside. Um, yeah. I think that's how we referred to himself, didn't he, in his uh, introductory interview? Yeah, he spoke yeah. About cutting in, um, he's left-footed and all of that. Yeah, and that was evident. And I think the one thing I think, if we're going to get stuff out of him or, or like on balance, I think we were probably better in the first half because uh, better in the second half because he was coming inside from the left, but he had record outside of him. And then on that right hand side, you had Andrew the right winger and Chory Johnson. So there was kind of that, you know, those overlapping players as well. I thought it was interesting that Oliver Boy didn't get the, get a start and we went with Chory Johnson at left wing because I don't know. It, I don't think he's out of favour as such, but since when was the last start? The last start was Halifax, I think. Yeah, I think he started against Halifax, didn't he? And then he, he played in that um, Somerset Premier Cup game, didn't he? Yeah, I, I suppose Grant, a couple of our matches have been off for you know, yeah. the one, and then He, did, yeah, he but, didn't start against Gunthorpe, did he, in the last one, certainly? No, and, and I just think, you know, he's one that he probably... He's quite an exciting player um, that I would have thought would probably have been in line for a start yesterday ahead of a right back at left yeah. wing. Yeah. So um, first half, probably a microcosm of our season. Uh, not, not Nothing up front, but equally no real threat at the back. I mean, they didn't have a shot on target all game, I don't think. Did they? Or no. Shot, no. Shot Will, any... Will Buse had nothing to do to the penalty yeah. shootout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We'll come to that, but um, but yeah, so second half uh, came out with the same team, albeit Owen Bevan had gone off because he clashed heads with Morgan Williams, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, they both jumped up for a header, and uh, I think it looked to me like Bevan was very much in control of the situation, but mm. Williams came in, and yeah, Bevan was sort of face down on the pitch, yeah, for, uh, a little, you know, a few seconds. Yeah. And... The manager said something about he thought he blacked out for a few seconds, didn't he, afterwards? So, yeah, and, and then you know, credit to them for just taking him off straight away and being yeah, done yeah. with it. Like we've seen it even at the World Cup, we've seen yeah. players trying to carry on, on and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I just think, just <laughs> knock it on the head. Yeah, I mean, the World no, Cup, no pun intended. And... Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I know that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The World Cup and the FA Trophy, you know, it's potato, potato, isn't it? I think. It is, yeah. Well, well, I mean, for you, the World Cup and the Somerset Premier Cup are... <laughs> well, the, yeah, they're, yeah, much of a muchness in my... Somerset <laughs> Men's Premier Cup, yeah, if you don't sorry, mind, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, we're not in the other one, are we? So we can't really... No. Um. So, a second half, uh, again, listening to it on the radio, sounded like it got a little bit more... Uh, lively, at least. Um, what what changed? Just the manager gave him a a rocket. We just ke- seemed to come out with a bit more energy, and it felt like we we'd kind. Of, I don't think this this. I don't think it worked particularly in the first half, and it's not just because Chory Johnson was at left back, uh, left wing, and I think you kind of had Morgan Williams move back into centre-back where he's a bit more comfortable and Johnson moved over to right back. And then, yeah, with Oliver Bory on the right, it just felt a bit more balanced and that people were in positions that they knew. Yeah. Um, and we came out a bit quicker. Um, I think we had a good chance early on with Oliver Bory where it looked... So the ball came in all the way to the back post and it was kind of in an awkward position where he obviously felt there was a better chance to head it back across goal for someone but from where I was sat it looked like it was a great opportunity to get a header at goal and at least you know test the keeper um but yeah yeah an odd an odd decision in in that moment I think from Oliver Bory but you know shortly after that we should have we should have scored with Worthington it was a great cross in I think it was um Jordan Maguire drew with this left-footed ball that Fisher was like stretching forward to get his head onto it, but couldn't make it. And then Worthington was in behind him and it sort of, he's running in at an awkward angle and side foots it very high and wide when it looked like, you know, I don't know, someone a bit more perhaps dual footed might have taken it a little bit differently or, you know, a, a striker might have knocked in with their backside rather than trying to carefully place it. Um, 
but that was yeah that that was a couple of good chances early doors and then it kind of balanced out a little bit in between and then we we took Fisher off I don't think Fisher had his greatest game again it's all about that supply I think where there wasn't I keep going back to Gateshead and it's probably because we won but that was a game where the ball was getting put into his chest and he was knocking it out to wingers and it didn't really feel like he had that that type of game so he that came... something to do with how they dealt with him how Dorking dealt with him or was it just something to do with how we were he was playing and how we were playing off him yeah, I think I think against Gates said we were a bit more direct, whereas it, I think we were going a little bit shorter yesterday and trying to play through, um, which is fine. Which is fine. I'm not sure. It, it, then you're relying on Fisher to be the player in the box to get on the end of things. And I don't know, he strikes me as a type of player who wants to get involved and get some touches on the ball. And um, he, he had, you know, headers here and there, but... Yeah, not his most effective game. So Linton comes on and almost straight away has a great opportunity. He skins a um, Dawkins defender and has a shot, um, just goes wide of the post. But he's, I don't think we've got any other strikers that do what he does. No. Like, he, yeah, in that moment, he was powerful. He was pacey. He, yeah, got round a man and fired a shot off early. Um, but that was sort of, again, that was the only, the only real thing that, um, that he that he did. There were sort of half chances. There was corners delivered into the box. So there was a moment where we had, I think, three players had shots at goal before Linton was kind of he had his back to goal and he was inside the six yard box and he just couldn't yeah. get over it. Pirouette his way round. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it just um, went up and over the bar. Yeah. Um, and then at the end it got a bit feisty. There was, you know I heard Linton Linton and the their fullback was having words weren't they yeah and i think at one point i think it was it was either on a set piece i think we were having a free kick and i'm sure jordan I'm, i saw jordan mcguire drew sort of like it wasn't like a punch but he sort of like you know he forcefully Maybe. slapped a um dorking defender like in the side and on the back it was getting a bit like i don't know if the referee had seen any of it he might have had a word but yeah yeah all of a sudden it just got a bit fired up but it was almost too little too late really as the time ticked away but we had that goal ruled out Josh Staunton's goal from yeah. my angle I couldn't couldn't see at all really it was quite a difficult one but you know it was nice to be from a vantage point where I didn't actually see the flag and I was like yeah oh, no, uh, I was one of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> ecstasy um, to agony yeah yeah yeah, I think, I mean, um, the manager said after, didn't he, that on balance, we probably should have, we should have won it really in based on the second half performance. I think, I think that's fair, but we just didn't no. create. It's again, it's those clear cut chances. You know, I think the clearest one was Linton's when he um, got round a player and, you know, had to do the bulk of the work himself to get a shot at goal. That was probably our clearest chance and that didn't come till well after 70 minutes. Yeah. And um, did it feel like, because the, I, I read before and the manager mentioned it afterwards about how Dawkins had a lot of, uh, I think he said, sickness in their in their squad. Did it feel like they were playing for penalties uh, almost from, from the get-go by the sounds of it? Yeah. I, yeah. There was definitely an element of that. Like we were right in front of their, um, right next to their right back. And in the first half, the the referee was coming over to him saying, We've got to be quicker. <laughs> so there was definitely a yeah, a buying time. Buying time from their standpoint, I think. Um, but I mean they had to, they did have to defend well at the end of that second half. They had to keep us out because we were looking the more likely. Um so yeah, they, and then they took it to the lottery of the shootout. Yeah. And hmm, penalty <laughs> shootouts. So <laughs> Uh, we, we, we haven't done particularly well uh, on penalties generally. And the I think the only player who has scored a penalty for the season is Matt Worthington. Yeah. Fisher, because Fisher missed his and Linton missed his. Fisher yeah. scored what? Did Fisher score one in preseason? Anyway, yeah. But during I think the, Tom Knowles scored one in preseason. Ah, uh, you're right. It was Tom Knowles. Yeah. So and we couldn't bring him on, obviously. No. Um, but, uh, nor nor and, his replacement, because he's back at Stratford. No. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, he's his doppelganger. Um but and also Fisher was off. Yeah. Um Worthington was off at that point. Uh so we had 
Jordan Maguire drew here, who sounds like quite confidently tucked his one away. And then, but then <laughs> Max Hunt, which I have to say, <laughs> uh, when, when uh, uh, Jamie Andrews, I, I, I would have understood any one of the four players. I think Wakefield was on the pitch at that point. Linton was on the pitch at that point. I know Linton had missed one um, earlier in the season, but you'd have thought maybe a couple of... Were you surprised to see Max Hunt step up second? I was yeah. very surprised. Yeah, very surprised. And 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 to a certain extent, I was surprised to see like Jamie Andrews step up as well. Mm-hmm. I think um, and a cultured midfield player, you can kind of see where where he would come from. But no, I know, I know. But I think when you had Linton, Wakefield, Oliver Bory, all sort of forward-thinking players who you'd think you know in front of goal. Like I know in an ideal world in front of goal, they'd be well up for it and, you know, have a degree of confidence about them. Not that we've necessarily got that amongst us, but I think when you look at it, two loanies, one of which who's just joined and a centre-back on those first three penalties, it just, you know, like you say, Worthington, obviously you would have had on, on them if he was on the pitch, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. None of the penalties were particularly good. I no. think their their penalties were good. They were good penalties. I don't think you can fault, you know, you can't fault Will Buse. I don't think, you know, it's just, that's just penalties, isn't it? I think yeah, there was nothing in there where you think, oh, Grant Smith saves that or Grant yeah. Smith, you know, it was just the penalties. But yeah, I think when I saw Max Hunt step up for that second, I was thinking, oh, he was 11 on Ben's list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did. Yeah, when I, when uh, I think Deb's mentioned it on uh, on Twitter as the game was going on, as you uh, as you um, going through the list that the two of you had spoken about on Friday, it um, you were losing options quite quickly, weren't you? As a substitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have had Troy Johnson on him. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I don't know, and, and like we you know we we don't know how that was selected, whether that was just the players who were up for it or the managers made the decision or what yeah. particularly. I get the feeling it was probably decided amongst the players. But yeah. there's an element of, um, you know, that whole situation with Neymar, like who was going to be taking our fourth and fifth? fifth? Was that going to yeah. be, you know, was that going to be the ones who, you know, yeah, you, you wanted, wanting it. the winning penalties or, yeah. or what? Yeah, yeah. So it was all a bit blech, really, and you know everyone just sort of went on drifted home, um, yeah. their merry way, yeah. <laughs> or not yeah. so merry way. Went on their not so merry way. Yeah, yeah, not the not the greatest way to finish at Hewish Park in 2022. No, absolutely. The next one will be talk at home on New Year's Day. On so New Year's Day, yeah. Um, so I was going to ask you about Will Buse because I listened to the manager speaking to Sheridan um, pre-match on, on the radio and they were saying, he was saying that he promised Will Buse that he'd get a game earlier in the, um, in, he said done well in training and all the rest of it. I know he played in that Somerset Men's Premier Cup uh, game, but it didn't sound like there was too much to judge him on from, <laughs> from, from that game because he, he didn't have anything to say. Even then, Letting four penalties, which on on those black and whites sounds a bit uh, a bit rough. But I mean, did you get to see anything of him that made you think that he's got a good goal kick? Is he? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, t- he took a few of them, not many, but right. yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna judge Will Buse on on that the amount of penalties he saves. <laughs> no, no, absolutely. Yeah. Mm, okay, so out of the uh, out of the FA Trophy, out of the yeah. FA Cup, yeah, um, bottom half of the league, yeah. Let's see, defend the SMPC. That's the uh, that's the cry for this season, is it? Yeah, and, and don't get relegated. And don't I think don't get relegated is probably higher up the list than you know. I know we've said you know in the past we said you know quadruple still on and all of that, but yeah, we can't. I think that. I think if. If we can be a bit, <laughs> a bit serious, um, that's you know, it's all we've got left this season is fighting for the fighting for survival. Yeah, and I don't think it's I think we've got that. enough. Yeah, I think we've got enough quality about us, but I don't think we should be. You know, <laughs> we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves and think, you know, that's right. that's done. 
if we lose the next two, we're right in the thick of it. And I think it's, I don't know. I, th- I This feels like what should have been a, a refresh in the middle of the season and the start anew just feels like an extension of last season. Now we had a nice, you know, up with Charlie Lee um, and things, you know, felt good with him as manager and um, there seemed to be a bit of positivity towards the end of the season. But I think, you know, him not saying him going is the root cause of all of this, but it has just been lost that chapter in. Yeah. Uh, and and obviously the Chris Hargreaves chapter never really got written, did it? It's like Chris Hargreaves arrived, Chris Hargreaves left. Um, and that was a, that, that was about it. And, yeah. And and it, it, it well, I was just going to say, it's not, I, and I don't, there is nothing else that Mark Cooper no. should or could, do. could be doing. Like no. he's, you know, we've not conceded a goal in nearly 500 minutes, you know, we're keeping Apart clean. the Somerset Men's Premier Cup, let's not forget okay, the goal. Okay, yeah. Um, we're keeping clean sheets. We're defensively solid, which, you know, we kind of were before he came in. He's built on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, But what can you do when you've, when you're given what you're given. Yeah, I mean, we have to go back to that very first season under Darren Saar with Reese Murphy, Courtney Duffus, uh, Chris Dagnall, uh, who was the other guy? Mark uh, Richards Mark came Richards, in in the yeah, middle of the season. Yeah. yeah, all of them since you went to a game thinking, we're going to see some goals today, or I'm going to see a goal today. <laughs> um, and, then, and then since then, we've just kind of had a procession of... Um, pretty average strikers and to be fair after last season uh, with <clears throat> the reading Yusuf I, I didn't think it could get any worse than that but maybe maybe it is um <laughs> but based on the fact that uh but reading, I don't mm. I don't know what it is though because mm. on paper on paper oh yeah yeah I I would say that Fisher Linton we've not seen enough of Britain to to really judge um, I don't know. I don't know. I, we, we've talked about the recruitment being all totally wrong when Hargreaves came in, yeah. although albeit he did bring in Jamie Record and did bring in um, Jory Johnson. Um, he's brought in Fisher, but, you know, I think people are sort of split. There's definitely a split on Alex Fisher, isn't there? Um I, I I don't know. I, I feel like there's more there than we had last season, but for yeah. whatever reason, we're not able to maximize it. Yeah, get enough out of it. And it's just this cycle of, you know, now now the season's over, <laughs> essentially. Now now there's no cup run, and we've got to, you know we're we're clinging on to survival. What how what is going to get people up for coming to matches? Mm. What is going to get people up for? coming to watch their team scrape by and hope they nick a, a one nil win. Yeah. Right? And you know, that's, that's extremely negative, but that's where we are as a club yeah. now. I think we're relying on people like you were yesterday. The the people who think, Oh, I'm free on a Saturday afternoon. I'll go and watch the football. But almost like it's an instinct, isn't it? Yeah. But, but I'm, even, I'm, even then, yeah. you know, there was a barrier for me to get a ticket because yeah. I tried to order on the website mm-hmm to get it on my phone and do it nice and easily. Mm. And it said, tickets are not available. Yeah. You can't buy a ticket for this game. Yeah. So I then had to get in touch and say, can I buy a ticket? Because I don't want to drive in and not be able to get a ticket, um, which I could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it yeah. was that whole thing of, you know, there'll be someone who who won't go to that effort because yeah. they think, oh, to hell with that. <laughs> if I, if I, I can't go, I'm not going to try and find out if I can. Yeah. I, I know we've got a few questions um, uh, that that are, are coming up um, about some of these things, so I, I'll ask you about the scoreboard when we when we when we get to them. But I just want to ask because we're obviously not going to have another one until after that first another podcast that is until after the Torquay game on Boxing Day. How big are those two games against Torquay? I think I think they're huge. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way that they haven't been before. They were always big games. Mm. Um, 
I think we had a couple of turning. We got smashed by them. Was it two years ago when they smashed us and then we beat them in the COVID season? That's right. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah. And the then, yeah, that was, um, there was no. that season. And then yep. last season was the awful, it wasn't great, was it? The goalkeeper, Dylan Barnes, let the corner in. That's right. And, yeah. Um, Grant Smith got, we had loads of red cars, didn't we? In the, That's right. Where he got sent there. off and, but, oh, no, it wasn't worth I, I can't remember who it was, but go on, carry on. But these games feel bigger from a in terms of you know, we're both in the thick of it with each other. Whereas at the time I think Torquay were probably on a good run when we'd played them before. And the yeah. season the when we the first season when we came down, we were, you know, doing well. Yeah. These are like almost like six pointers. Mm-hmm. Um like it's a twelve point Christmas. Um and I think as well, it's going to be damning when you see, you know, how many people turn out for these games. I think, mm-hmm. I yeah. think that if, if you, you know, you've got you've got uh, an actual comparison of what's happened every time you've played them over the Christmas period, and you can just see how many people are, you know, dropping off for coming. And I don't, I don't know. It feels a big game for a lot of reasons. Um, you know, will people will people turn up? I hope so. I hope mm. so because they are they are good games. You know, we saw Jordan Barnett's goal of the season last. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, in the home game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, sunny sunny blue low Everton got sent off down there, didn't he? And then Grant Smith. But I think oh was, yeah, uh, yeah, because he kicked out at someone, didn't he? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, just before, and then they went and they won three 0 But yeah. Yeah, well, uh, I've, I've actually got a ticket for Boxing Day. Uh, for the first time in a very long time, I'll be going to be watching the game of football on Boxing Day, yeah. So I'm down mm-hmm. with my parents in Bournemouth on uh, for Christmas this year. So, yeah, I've got a, I've got a ticket for Boxing Day, which is... Uh, I'm not sure if that's a, that's a good thing. I've, I've mentioned it to a couple of people. Hey, Foxy, and they've told me what an <laughs> idiot I am. So there we go. We'll see. They're probably right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going... I won't be going Boxing Day, but doing the new year's day game yeah yeah so, no, right. they do i i agree with you they feel like big games but they they equally feel like bigger games for Torquay, given their predicament than, than than ours um and i do think this is it's been the same as it's been for for a long time we said it before this gunforth game you do think if you can get an early goal against them you're gonna um, their confidence is going to be pretty ropey, anyway, isn't it? Um, and if they haven't, if they didn't play yesterday, I imagine it's probably been a little while since they played a game. So um, whether that works for them, I mean, we've got what is it eight days now? Yeah, yeah, eight days, isn't it, of um, to recover? But yeah, you look at you 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 look at their their form. They they had a little bit of a. I think they beat Chesterfield, didn't they? Um, at, at some point in the relatively recent um, uh, past, maybe, or maybe I'm making that up. Um, they, um, uh, but but yeah, they they feel like if you could get an early goal against them, people the the, the crowd would turn against them. Oh no, it wasn't. Just looking, it was Dagenham. It wasn't uh, it wasn't Chesterfield. Um, but uh, but yeah, they. Um, Feel like there could be something particularly at their place you get people on their back yeah yeah and i think we need i think what we need to try and do would be to start the first half in the same way we started the second half yeah against dorking i think there's there has been an element of us being a little bit cautious at the start of games yeah um and sort of sitting off teams and just sort of allowing them to figure it out a little bit first and I, I I do think I mean there's there's a merit to that but I do think we've got such a strong defense that we can probably be a bit more risky and, and take those risks a little bit earlier sometimes it feels like we see out the first half and then we'll start playing but if you don't you know you find yourselves in situations like we did yesterday where we didn't get enough you know we we towards the end of the second half we start doing stuff but not it's too little, too late at that point. So, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that does come with confidence, but hopefully, you know, hopefully we can instill that a little bit more. I thought the manager, um, describe him as coy on the... Coy, C-O-Y, yeah, not yeah, K-O-I. Not, yeah. yeah, not carp. Yeah. On the um, 
on the additions and and bringing in more in between now and Christmas. He sort of he didn't really answer it, did he? he just said, "If we can afford it, I think yeah. he said, yeah, open up yeah. his Christmas stocking and see what uh, the yeah. chairman has given him." Yes, um, a busted flush, mm. perhaps. Um, or what? <clears throat> or <laughs> or scoreboard. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and and a lovely looking scoreboard uh, it was too. But uh, yeah, it, it, we we do have some questions, don't we? Yeah, should we do the questions? We do. Should we do the questions? Because I think um, one of them, ah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, well, certainly Clevo was asked this uh, asked about the scoreboard. So um, let's ask. Let's ask. I, I like his question actually. So uh, he, he well, Clevo asked, do new scoreboards cost two point eight million? Now. I would just say that 2.8 million was the amount of money that was allocated by South Somerset District Council for the purchase of the land. Although I've been informed by the chairman that we did not get 2.8 million pounds. So there we go. But then when asked him, how much did we get then? Well, I'm not telling you that. So there we go. <laughs> um, but Dan Johnson also asks, um, do you think the new scoreboard is necessary given the lack of investment in the team, the lack of investment in match day experience or facilities at the stadium? Remember the promises, question mark. Surely if we have if we have such little money, shouldn't we spend it elsewhere? So how much did you feel the scoreboard improved your match day experience? Um, On a scale of one to seven. <laughs> two. Two. All right. Okay. It was, you know, it was lovely. I, no, I don't I don't want to bash the no. football club for making improvements. Yeah. Um cuz no. it is an improvement. It is a you know you can see the they've got pictures of the players when they're doing the announcement so you see yeah. the actual players come up on the screen. Yeah. It it will add something. Yeah. It this isn't, you know, it's not like the World Cup where all of a sudden we get you we're all going to be able to watch the replays of what's just happened in you know in real time mm-hmm. um at least i don't think it is no var um, on their name um but you know it you know it's it's fine it's it's it's, it's a new screen <laughs> how yeah. necessary was it i mean we all have to look that way to look to see what the time is on the clock and what the score is yeah oh, we can forget what the score is nice. nil, nil. something nil, because yeah. the um two boards that were up on either side of the stands or one of them blew down in the wind and they've not those aren't being replaced so you are going to look at it a lot but yeah. I, th- I think i understand why people are questioning the need for it um i understand why people are saying oh we do something good and it's all negativity yeah. um yeah. you know both arguments are right yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'd agree, agree with you uh, in as much as um, I think it's ch- churlish to say um, we never spend any money on the, on the club. And then when we do, someone's saying, well, well, that's a waste of money, isn't it? And, and but, yeah, go on. But I was going to say, but equally, I do agree that if I had what, it, and I don't know what um, electronic school boards cost, um, but there were other things. I don't know whether the hot water is on in the uh, facilities yet or whether there was something, uh, some of this, this outdoor experience that we've been told about. I know we're still waiting for the planning application to come through to move the marquee, but um, yeah. But it was promised, wasn't it, at the start of the season? Yeah. And it I, was the, I, the prince that was promised. I suppose the other thing is we don't know when, you know, when that was money was spent. That could have been, you know, that could have been organised yeah. months ago and it was spoken about in the summer wasn't it i think Stuart robin spoke about it so um yeah because there's like you know working in the business that i do you know getting technology and supply chains and all this yeah. stuff um is challenging so you know it's not to say they bought it this week i'm like there we go yeah Let's plug yeah. it in and turn it on like <laughs> there it um, is yeah. it's a bit more than that but yeah i think it, <sighs> I think in 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 the cold light of day when you've just been knocked out of the FA Trophy, not being able to score a goal, people are right to people uh, can fairly ask that question and if it is necessary because you know how many will doors did that screen cost? Wow, yeah, exactly, yeah, could have kept Tom Knowles for it, but 
I'm not sure we could think Tom Wells wanted to go anyway, didn't he? But um, okay. Uh, so another question uh, that's asked again by uh, by Clevo and also by Dexter Tyson in relation to Lewis Britton. Um, so I'll ask Dexter's question. He said, "Were you surprised that Britton wasn't brought on, especially after the build-up Mark Cooper gave him when he first signed about scoring plenty?" The aftermatch comments from Mark Cooper about a striker who would have loved the five or six chances seemed a contradiction on Mark Cooper's first announcement of Britain. So I think he's saying Louis, Louis Britton, Louis, isn't it? Not Louis. Yeah. Louis Britton was described as someone who will just make a nuisance of himself in the box. Something will come off his backside. And then Mark Cooper in his post-match interview also spoke about crosses whipping across the face of goal. Did yeah. you think that if <clears throat> Louis Britton had been there and stuck his backside in the way of one of those, that might, yeah. might work. Were you surprised not seeing? I think I I was surprised because I think I was surprised to see um, him not come on for Fisher. Um, and I suppose in a way, I thought we would maybe get to see him start up front as well in that position and just see something a little bit different. Um, but yeah, when I listened to Mark Cooper after the match and him saying about, well, we just need a striker who's going to be, you know, who would have lapped up those chances. This is absolutely what he said about Lewis Britton. He lives in the box and they'll go in on his back off his backside and he'll he'll get goals. And you're sort of thinking, oh, we've if we not you've told us we've got that. Mm. You, we you've told us we've got that striker and we're not Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. I think he's been in a did he did he start last week against? Yeah, he started the last did, couple, yeah. wasn't he? He started the game at um at Bromley, and I think he started last weekend as well. Yeah, which wasn't the greatest spectacle in the world. So still hard to judge what he is. I get the feeling he's perhaps a like-for-like like for Fisher rather than a partner as such. I think you'd probably want one or the other of them playing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say. Hard to say. I thought we would have, I thought we would have got to see him yesterday. I, I oh. did think especially towards the end as we were sort of scrambling for a goal. And, you know, obviously yeah. I don't think, do we have a concussion sub in our, I don't think we have that. No, do we? we wouldn't have been sure. able to make. So when, um, yeah, Bevan went off, that was kind of, that was one of the subs used up mm. for that rather than having an extra one. So, yeah. 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 I would have liked to see him. I think at some point he's surely he's going to get a start at some point where we get to actually see what he's about. Although he said the same about Jake Scrimshaw. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, don't sure where he is, but personal personal reasons. But um, yeah, so I, I mean, I thought exactly the same thing when I was listening to it on the radio about Lewis uh, Britton, whether he was going to come on, given what we were looking for and with penalties looming. And we do have a question about uh, here on Facebook from Samuel Fox. Uh, so his question is, where do you put penalties? But then he gives a bit of narrative as well, which I'll read out. He said, after today's debacle, obviously the, the game, Kane's miss last week and a few other shockers uh, in shootouts at the World Cup. Where's everyone's go-to penalty? I'm still ruining my miss as an eight-year-old in the county trials over Sherborne County Primary. And <laughs> when I P-rolled straight down the middle to the then Thornford Primary Keeper, who was wearing newspaper <laughs> shin pads, I never got selected and I took up rugby. So, <laughs> what's yeah, I, I, missed penalty? A, I missed a penalty when I was a kid mm. in a shootout, and Mar, I think it was at Martok in a tournament. Um, but I, I stepped up, and someone else, someone else didn't want to. They were they were sat on the floor crying because they didn't want to take a penalty, so I did it. Right. Okay. Um, Do you think that's what happened yesterday? <laughs> someone was see anyone on the crying on the floor? Yeah. Um, where do I? I I always try when I've taken them before. I've always tried to go high, not too high. No, but, um, Harry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. You, you always think with a penalty that if you've got the ability to put it in the top corner, that is the best place to put it because that's almost well, not impossible, but a very difficult place for a keeper to get it. Yeah, but. I never had any kind of technical ability when I was a footballer. So my uh, penalty shootout aim was just to leather it as hard as I could. Um, and wherever it went, it's just wherever it went. There was never much placement in it. It was just hit it as hard as I could. And often I, it went down the middle. And I think, I don't know, it feels like something that 
lots of people say, but I think yesterday there was an element of just, just smash it. <laughs> when yeah. Max Hunt walks up and I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, just hit it as hard as you can, Max. Yeah. And um, yeah, just hope that it doesn't go over the bar. And he didn't. Um, no. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's why on Friday, on Thursdays, when we recorded on Thursday, I kind of thought, you know, well, Josh Staunton stepping up to take yeah. penalties, you know, but there was no sign of that. No, no, absolutely. Right. Okay. Well, Samuel, um, I'm afraid Ian's got an equally sad story of uh, of penalties if you have, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. We've, we've done a lot to help. I'm but... with you, Sam. I can feel your pain, although yeah. I didn't take up rugby. Yeah, no. And and nobody had newspapers, <clears throat> pads, but no, no, no. no. Um, so there's a question here from I'm going to read this out. Nick Haywood or Nick Hay three nine five two six three two one. Just in case you were mixing him up with any other uh, Nick Haywoods that are out there, he yeah. says maybe just my opinion, but I think your podcast has to pay more attention to everything that's going on. Now, Nick doesn't specify what everything that's going on is, but uh, I'm assuming that he's talking about the off the field things um, as well as the on the field ones, because he uh, he then goes on to say, or do you wish to be more entertaining and less contentious? Now, I'd say being entertaining and contentious is probably the, the, the aim of what we're what we're doing. But I can only assume that Nick is a uh, is a relatively new listener to us or Mr. Three Nine Five Two Six Five Whatever it was, um, uh, because if he wasn't, if if he had listened to previous podcast, he'd have heard. Uh, well, if he'd listened to the last podcast, I listened to you uh, listing out what some some set district council had told you with regards to the questions that you were asking. So that's presumably one of the. Um, everything else that's going on situation. We've spoken at length with regards to Martin Hellier and his um, attempted, uh, well, his attempts to take over the club. Uh, the, the amount of times we spoke about Simul Sports and Julian Jenkins in the summer was unbelievable. And Nick, if you, if you go on our website and, and look through some of the news articles, you'll see all the nonsense that I've written uh, with regards to planning applications and ownerships of land and uh, how we um, FOI'd Sport England to find out how much we we own. So I don't know. I'd say we probably do touch quite a bit on the um, everything that's going on. And the fact that we're banned from uh, attending club press conferences because we've asked a, and written the wrong things probably suggests that we're not doing a bad job. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was. Um, yeah, when when I saw that question, I I, I maybe we need a definition of everything because yeah, I think we try to cover as much as there is going on. Um, I don't know. I I think perhaps the question comes from a place of us just you know wanting us to <clears throat> call everyone a whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I and the other thing, right? So you know, without sounding too wanky. This is a, <laughs> a, a title without uh, <laughs> you know, we're not just a podcast. You know, there is the the website with all the opinions and the website with the news that we frame how we frame it. Ultimately, when us three get on Zoom and start chatting, we inevitably end up chatting a bit of bollocks and getting laughs out of each other uh -huh. and having a bit of entertainment. But I think, you know, we've we spoke to Stuart Robbins in the summer. We spoke to John Clark, Councillor John Clark in the summer. Like you said, we've done Freedom of Information Request to Sport England. You know, I think we've got that balance. And when you look at what was happening this time last season with the takeover rumours and Glenn Collis mm -hmm. and all of that that was going on last season, um, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I'm quite happy with what the, we do. The, the, the contention <laughs> that we we bring okay yeah. all right nick well uh hopefully that answers your question but if it doesn't then um feel free i say the website gloverscast.co.uk we post many blogs and things on there that people want to write so if you want to write something uh then get in touch and yeah message us if, if there's if if there's if we've not covered if there's things you think we're not talking about yeah then please do but one thing i would say is if we say too much or if we say something, yeah. we're the ones who's are liable for it. <laughs> Next are on the line. 
exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so there is a, a couple of other questions here. One I know you've done a little bit of research on um, from Hugh Hugh. Outside the S brackets M PC and friendlies, any idea prior to yesterday about the last sub 1000 crowd for a men's first team fixture at Hewish Park? And then he says, my guess is in that daft NVC trophy comp. NVC? Voxel Conference? National Conference? Nationwide. Voxel Conference? I think it is the Nationwide Variety Club trophy because oh, i right. found that that's what i've in my research i've discovered that oh okay right i don't I, that that might be before even me because I, I don't remember variety club trophy but uh the semi-final versus kingstonian postponed four times before squeezed in to monday the 30th of april 2001 <laughs> the day before we met hereford um so yeah so you, you've done some research you found some stats hit us with them so using the historical oracle Nigel Dyson's spreadsheet, yeah, which has everything you'd ever need to know. Uh, so that Kingstonian game had 294 people at it. Um, right. But bef- uh, since then, we played a checker trade game, checker trade trophy game against West Ham United under 21s on the right. 6th of November 2018, where there was 720 there. Um, right. Between then, uh, the next game, so the Kingstonian game was next, but then in the Nationwide Variety Club in on the 9th of January 2001, 709 people went to watch us against Kettering. Uh, the following game, we played Bath, and there were 3,500 people there, and that was an FA Trophy match. Right. Um, before that, uh, the 19th of August, 1997, we played the ISIS Charity Shield against Boreham Wood. There was 873 there. Uh, before that, the 26th of November, 1996, we played in the Guardian Insurance Cup. We lost 1-0 to Yedding. There was 922 there. Uh, there was a few games in the I'm ISIS... I'm impressed by some of these attendances for some of these fixtures. Uh, the, the ISIS... I Yedding brought many. <laughs> There was a few games in the ISIS Full Members Cup, which were b- below a thousand, uh, and then before that, in the first of November, nineteen ninety-four, we lost four-two to Dagenham in the Bob Lord Trophy, and there were seven hundred and nineteen people there to watch that. So I didn't go back to nineteen ninety-four, but the fact that I had to go back to nineteen ninety-four to find that many games below a thousand, it just, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 709 was the lowest one I think I heard there. Is that the lowest? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I actually didn't, uh, the spreadsheet I've last got from Nigel didn't go back to last season. So, right. or I haven't got it up to date to last season. So let me just go while we're here and, and just look that. at um, last season's results and appearance and uh, attendances. And see um, whether, they, I, can't, I can't imagine we've had anything lower at that um, than that, I wouldn't have thought. Because uh, it's a, a only only tends to be when um, there's real overriding factors like that Papa John's trophy or Checker Trade trophy or whoever it was sponsored by trophy. The only one I'm boycotted. Yeah, yeah. The only one I'm thinking is potentially when did we play Needham Market? Oh yeah, well it would have been around. Actually, no, because that was fourth round, wasn't it? Because we'd already got through the third round, so. I'd imagine that would be the start of the start of 2023, uh, 2022, I should say. Yeah. Uh, where's December? So Woking, this time last year in the FA Trophy, we played Woking and there was 1,493 there. Right. Needham Market, 1,600. Oh, okay. Wow. Right. Um, yeah. So last season, last season we were all, other than the Somerset Premier Cup games, Somerset Men's Premier Cup games, we were we never went over under a thousand. There you go. Progress. Progress. Hurrah. <laughs> yeah. Did they did they put the attendance up on the scoreboard? I didn't see. Oh, <laughs> I didn't look at it, Dave. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was uh, I think we were attacking the other end, so yeah. Right, yeah, you were looking at that. Well, and okay, I was texting enough. you what the attendance was. 
that's that's true yeah and it was being read out to you at the same time so yeah, yeah you, you had lots of ways of finding out okay well hopefully that answers Hugh's question so we'll end on a couple of um uh, humorous ones um one from Harry sorry Eaton. Nick yep sorry <laughs> uh who asks Harry Eaton says should mince pies be a year-round item or should they solely be restricted to Christmas I'm going to jump in first here and say I don't think mince pies should be anything at all uh, I I I've no interest in mince pies, regardless of what time of year it is, but they, they are very much a, a Christmas staple, I would say. I will back you up on that. Yeah. hundred percent out mince pies. Yeah. Mince pie. Uh, unless you put in, I don't know, like custard on them, and then I'll scoop out the mince pie and eat the custard. <laughs> yeah, just give me the sugary pastry. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, don't want all that nonsense that's going on inside it. But um, It'd be nice with actual minced minced meat in it rather than the yeah you know. I, I wouldn't have custard on that though no uh, gravy uh, yes gravy yeah yeah and then then it's just a pie really isn't it? exactly yeah without yeah. without a sugary topping but yeah um okay well let's finish on a question from joshua frank pitt who by the looks of it by the looks of his picture, I think is a oh in fact no not only by the looks of his picture in his thing he said he, he in his bio he says he is a Somerset FA referee and he has 19,000 followers, Jack, Joshua Frank Pitt. Oh, wow. Yeah. We can only dream of that. <laughs> I know, 19,000 followers. In fact, listen to this as a, uh, as a biography. Somerset FA referee, vocal songwriter, associate, associate producer on Charlotte Movie, which I, I don't know, but I'm guessing it's a movie, producer on Bear, BBC introducing songwriter. This man's got some talent. Mm. I, I I don't feel worthy to answer his question, but um, he does say, not necessarily a question, but if you fancy something to put a smile on your face, sorry, Nick, can you make a starting 11 out of only YTFC goalkeepers past and present? Who would do a job where? This is, You're right I'm, in at the moment. I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to think of 11 goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, I mean, oh, I'll tell you what, if you had a, if you had an 11 made out of goalkeepers past and present who would you have in goal i've put chris wheel in goal you see i would put chris wheel up front based on the fact he's the only oval goalkeeper off the top of my head that i can think of that scored a goal i just don't think he's quick enough out anywhere else on the pitch but he's pretty tall isn't he I think he's somewhere. I reckon he could hold Most it up. of these are going to be well, tall, Dave. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think Chris Wheel was probably one of the tallest goalkeepers I can remember playing for us. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I'd, I'd, I'd put him up for I'd, I'd have Marek in goal. Would you? Marek Steck. I'd put Marek Steck in I'd goal. I'd put Marek at centre-back with Wayne Hennessy. Not bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got Pennock on right. Pennock at right midfield. Okay. Yeah. Um. Stuart Nelson and Asmir Begovic are my centre midfielders. Uh, yeah, at the moment, I've got Grant Smith up front. Grant Smith up front would not be a yeah, bad, bad chance. See, Panic took a penalty as well, didn't he, in his, yeah. in, in his time. So he might not be a bad forward player. Who else have you got up front? Uh, I haven't got anyone at the moment. I'm kind, of thinking, I'm kind of thinking of Adam Smith as that like wild uh, card yeah. Yeah. goalkeeper. It'll put himself about. So you've got Smiths up front and then that'll cute confuse the defense because they'll say Mark Smith and they're yeah. like, which one? Yeah. Um, and they'll get, there is no Mark Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I need some left footers for the left side. Like Wheelie, yeah. Wheelie would be a left sided one because he's left footed. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I obviously don't know what for anybody um, plays with, but uh, you said uh, Will Boos was pretty good at kicking. Could you put him? Could you put him maybe right back, something like that? Uh, I've gone Collis at right back. Um, Collis, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some others. Um, Arter, Kuziak. Yeah, let's put him left mid. Yeah, and uh, Stephen Henderson, Alex McCarthy, Jed Steer. I'm just reading off goal. Yeah, you are. Yeah. That's, that's you've, almost, you've almost got a bench there. Haven't yeah, you? I'm maybe. Perhaps we should be moving. I feel like Henderson. I feel like Henderson and Hennessy as a centre back pairing sounds yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm going to move Steck to left back. Sorry, Marek. Um, and yeah, Henderson and Hennessy are my centre backs. Okay. 
well, I, I obviously didn't see this question in advance, uh, so I didn't have put any thought into it uh, at all. But I do remember way back in the midst of time, we had a goalkeeper called Pat Mountain. And I think if there was a cent, if you wanted a centre half, a man called Mountain is probably what you want, isn't it? So that's my only offer. That's all I've got. I watched the episode of Game of Thrones last night with uh, the mountain and the viper. Ah, the mountain that rides. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, Katie watched the end through her fingers. Yes, that's um, yeah, that, that that's pretty pretty graphic stuff, isn't it? <laughs> I hope uh, I hope uh, that the lad was in bed by that point. Yes, yes, yeah, well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Put the phone down to Childline, folks. He's okay. He's okay. Um, all right. That's the but questions. I think, I think that's the questions, and I think that's uh, that's us. So it probably only reserve, remains for us to wish everybody a very happy, restful, enjoyable Christmas um, next Sunday, isn't it? So, yeah, and then we will be back at some as yet undecided time, depending on when people are available to do so. <laughs> but we'll let you know. In the next seven to day, ten days. Yes, we'll be back in the next seven to ten days, maybe, possibly. Merry okay. Christmas, everyone. Thank you Merry for listening Christmas. to us and putting up with us this last year. Um, Dave, enjoy talking on Boxing Day. <laughs> At least we'll have someone there who'll be able to talk about it. Eh? That'll be exactly. Good. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be good. <laughs> if, the, uh, yeah, if the rain or frostbite or whatever it's going to be doesn't get me first. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from two.